0: to Say It Southern, aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern.
1: This week on the podcast, we are excited to introduce to you Mississippi's only felt hat maker, Mary Landrum Pyron. After a five-year culinary career in the mountains of Montana and Wyoming, Mary Landrum brought her Western lifestyle back to Crystal Springs, Mississippi, where she's creating one-of-a-kind hats and experiences for people from all over the world. This is the coolest story. We can't wait for you to hear it. Today, we're excited about having Mary Landrum powering on from Crystal Springs, Mississippi. You know, I have special affection for Crystal Springs, Crystal Springs, Mississippi. <laughs> uh-huh, that's where Jason's from. Okay. So it's been a little time there, but um, Mary Landrum, you weren't around, which I wish you would have been because I would have come over there and made one of
2: these dang hats. Oh, yeah. Uh, Crystal Springs, they say it's as refreshing as it sounds. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, maybe I need to come visit. What a
1: tagline. <laughs> what
2: a tagline.
0: <laughs> so, Mary Lee, you town from?
2: with 5,000 people. I okay. oh, love
0: it. So, you're from Crystal Springs? You grew up there, too?
2: I am. Um, born and raised, lived in the same house growing up, went to the same school, sat next to the same kids, K through 12. Uh I never dreamed I'd be back in Mississippi, much less the, uh, the hometown that I swore I was never going to live in. Yeah, we, same. We've same. got one of those. Uh-huh. we got one of those over here. And now I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. Mm-hmm.
1: Isn't that crazy? Yeah. God is funny.
2: God is funny.
1: He really, really is. It's a humor. Okay. So tell us a little bit about growing up in Crystal Springs. And, um, since it was 5,000 people, like where you're a creative, did you always kind of know that you had this undergirding of creativity that you were going to be a maker? Like how, how did your past play a part in your present?
2: My mom uh, did a really good job of encouraging us to be creative growing up. She sent us to art lessons, uh, vacation Bible schools, summer camps, and um, going to those different things allowed us to be kids and run around and play and get dirty. And, you know, we I went to painting lessons once a week after school. Um, and then one of my mom's friends, Miss Eva Stevens, uh, she didn't have any girls, three boys. And she kind of took us under her wing and she would take us to sewing class. She'd have us over to bake cookies um, and just the small community of Crystal Springs. It Back in the day, it encouraged you to um, enjoy the simple things in life. And that's kind of how it all started for me. I got my first sewing machine when I was in the ninth grade. It was a Black Friday and uh, <laughs> special. And why I wanted a sewing machine, I'm still not sure. But I used to make uh, stockings and pajamas. And in college, it would be underneath my bed. And some girlfriends would have me hem their pants before we'd go out. <laughs> oh, that's very but, handy. <laughs> it's handy. Yeah. yeah. I'm no seamstress, but I can, I can use a sewing machine.
1: So where did you go to school and what was your major?
2: I graduated from Kapai Academy in 2012, went to Ole Miss, graduated from Ole Miss in 2016, and I majored in hospitality management. I knew growing up um, I wasn't going to be a doctor. I wasn't going to be a lawyer. I enjoyed, um, I just have always enjoyed being creative and uh, my girlfriends were all getting married right out of college, and I wasn't checking any of those boxes. And so I decided it was time for me, and I loved the outdoors. So I decided it was time for me to move on out west. And I worked on a guest ranch. I was the expedition chef and cater uh, for three seasons out there. and I got to you know ride horses. I really got into fly fishing, and I've always loved to cook and I started out baking and then I realized that I didn't have the patience for measuring things. And mm-hmm. uh, just one thing led to another and kind of got me to where I am today. So, out west,
1: was that a, like, was that a random move? Or were you just like, screw it, I'm going out west? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: like, no. Wyoming.
2: Uh, so, I actually didn't know anybody in the state of Wyoming when I went out there. But I interned for Senator Thad Cochran when I was going Mm -hmm. into senior year of college. And uh, they sent out a little slideshow with all the interns. And it said, you know, who you are, where you see yourself in five years. And, you know, everybody said, oh, I want to be the next president. And I was like, I'm going out west to find myself, even though I'm not lost. And I told my parents it'll be one summer and then I'll get a real job. I was supposed to move to D.C. and do political Event planning and fundraising. And then that one summer, I was like, gosh, I can't give this up. Let me just do one winter. Well, then that one winter, you know how it goes. That turned into another year and another year. And then five years later, I decided um, it was time to move back home.
0: Wow. So you're cooking in the kitchen in Wyoming. Yeah. How, yes. where do hats come from?
2: Where does that come from? So, I was cooking in the kitchen, but I was also cooking on the top of a mountain. The guests would ride the horses oh, up there. I'd be frying, you know, 18 pounds of bacon over the open <laughs> fire. Uh, stuff you you can't even imagine uh, being real life, and I got to live it every day. So while you're frying bacon, were you wearing a hat? What, what's the <laughs> oh, absolutely to the hats. So I got my first hat in April. Um, right before I graduated and made the move, graduated that Saturday, drove out on Sunday, but I got it from boots and more in Jackson. And my mom said, Oh, you're just going to play this little cowgirl, uh, role for a summer. And then you're gonna get a real job. I'm not getting you a nice hat. It'll be like a swap party with sorority, whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, funny thing. Here we are all these years later, I still wear a hat just about every day. Don't wear it to church and I don't wear it to a wedding unless it's appropriate, you know, a little Western chic wedding, Um, but had to wear a hat every day as part of the uniform. One hat led to another, Uh, just kept buying hats, started getting nicer hats and custom hats. And uh, that was year three in Wyoming after I finished at the guest ranch, I was working in the ski shop and. Then I was working at a florist. I love flowers. And uh, I was polishing a lot of silver. Uh, sweet Emily, she took over, or she started an event rental company. And I was the one in the back polishing 500 forks, 500 knives. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I reached out to a lady on Instagram who had been making hats for a short period of time. Say, And I said, hey, are you hiring? She said, yes, I need to hire somebody. And that's where it all started. So that
1: was in Wyoming,
2: right? Is that what you're saying? Yes. That was in Jackson Hole. um, Started making hats in October of 2019. So did you learn from her? Or did you go to like a class to learn how to make hats? Yes. So after about a week, she was like, you're catching on. You should go train under the guy that trained me. And that was the best thing that happened. Um, And then I went to see him. Came back uh, to, or went back to Wyoming and worked for her for a year and a half. And then uh, <laughs> she wanted me to sign and non-compete and oh, all of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. I had already, that, nervous. August,
2: <laughs> that August, I had uh, already started thinking about doing my own thing. And at this point, she ran her shop a little different than she does now. And, uh, when she sent that to me, like I said, I'm a big fly fisherman woman. Um, I was fishing in Idaho and it was December. It was freezing cold. And she said, Hey, check your email. I said, Oh, what email address did you send it to? And I knew I saw it, but I wasn't going to sign it. The next day I went in and said, you know, thank you so much. I've enjoyed working here. This is my two weeks notice. So that January I started buying all the equipment, um, still uh, I'd been working. So I had connections with different people, um, different suppliers. So moved or moved home in April. I knew that I didn't want to be 40 years old paying rent to somebody in Jackson Hole. It was hard to be a ski bum and, you know, love the outdoors like I did and not be able to, uh, Get ahead. I was more worried about playing than I was about working, and so I decided Jackson Hole is not for me anymore. I'm going to move back to Mississippi. I'm going to start my own shop, and I'm going to be the only felt hat maker in the state of Mississippi. Bam, so that's yes. What I Yes, <laughs> moved back in April. Um, my shop is on my family's farm in the middle of nowhere, and I make hats in a 175 year old barn. Needed a lot of work. And I was still playing out west, supposed to move home in May when my lease was up. But my sweet brother, who is two years older, called me and said, this is not dad's project. Uh, If you're serious, you got to get home now. So moved home, um, took from April until July to finish shop. And then July 21st of 2021, I made my first hat under ML provisions. Yes. Yes. And oh it was gosh. a very exciting day. My goal was to sell four hats a month when I first started. And now uh, we are rocking and rolling.
0: How many hats do you sell a month now? Can I ask? Is that rude? <laughs> yeah, how much money do you make?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have a wait list of over 250 people and we're doing anywhere from 25 to 30 appointments a week. Wow. So
1: that's the whole deal. So you come to you and that, and that's how you have to make the hat, correct?
2: Exactly. Uh, okay. In the beginning, I was shipping hats and then I realized at Christmas, I couldn't, Christmas of uh, 21, that I could not ship hats while still having people in the shop and maintain my sanity. And I was having a lot of people measure their heads wrong and I want 100% customer satisfaction. So everything is done in my shop unless you catch me at a pop up.
0: Wow. Oh my gosh. That's ru- I bet everybody in Crystal Springs loves you. We've
2: <laughs> got to
1: get down there. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has a hat yeah. at the grocery store. I mean, people you know. are coming to stay yeah. with their heads
2: measured. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> it's really fun. I say thank you, Jesus. I never dreamed it would turn into this. So kind of walk
0: us through the process then. Yeah. If we come to see you in Crystal Springs, we're gonna obviously get our heads measured. But then what else, what else does this entail?
2: So you fingers crossed, you leave with the hat on the first try. And I try to tell people that are from out of state, give me a heads up and I'll have I'll make sure that I have some um colors that you like in different sizes ready. Uh, so you'll come in, each person's allotted about an hour and 45 minutes and uh you'll try on different hats. I'll show you the process of how we make the hat. So it takes about eight hours. Each hat. We start with a raw felt. Uh I make 50Xs, which is 50% beaver, 50% rabbit, uh, four ounces of each. And then I can make a hundred percent beaver hat. So people that understand quality hats, they realize that this is the best that you can get. Um but we'll take it, we'll block the hat, sand the hat. I have a piece of equipment from 1860. i say Ooh. there's about 20 of those left within small hatters. Never dreamed I'd get my hands on one. Um, but because of that, it's called a finger blocker. Because of that, I've been able to grow and produce at the rate that I'm doing.
1: Where do you get I mean, where did you find this? Like a garage sale? Okay, like, <laughs> listen. Well, let me just pause a second. Sarah is from a family of all girls, okay? So... She when she says you hear beaver and all this, she's imagining you horseback chasing down beaver, bow and beaver shooting. So we need a little, we need a little context around what you're saying.
2: Okay, so the I wish you know the people in town were like, oh, I just killed a beaver. You want to make me a hat? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I love you, but that's not how it works. Yeah, um, I buy the raw felt. It's produced in a factory inside the United States uh, there are very few left and they sell that to me it does not look like a beaver um it just it's a soft material but it's a stiff material um, and then I'll take it and process it I wish over a podcast you could see pictures and I could show you the whole uh, hat making process but... Can't do that. I do have a good little video on my website that shows you a little more. We'll, yeah, we'll I'm link sure. it
0: for sure. So tell me again about that mach- the machine. What is the machine called? From
2: 18- eighteen, 18- 18- a finger
0: blocker. A finger blocker.
2: Everything in hat terms is very basic. Okay. okay. A pusher, downer, um, blocking, sanding, pouncing. So where did you find this? Old, this
0: finger blocker. Like, how did you get your hands on that and bring it? Get it to Mississippi.
2: A guy was going through a divorce and had to sell all of his stuff. And lucky me, I got to buy it. <laughs> it. One that's man's crazy. trash is another man's treasure. And I say there's probably 10 more floating around in an antique store, but they just have no clue what it does. Right. Yeah. Like we're watching a video
1: right now of you on Instagram with some machine that's smoking really. That's a lot. it. That's it. Okay. That's- okay. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll put this on our Instagram page so people can see it, but okay. So there's one part that has us both curious and it's when you
2: set the hat on fire. So when we do that, we just cinch the fur. It kind of helps speed up the process. We don't do it on all the hats. Um, but that's everyone that comes to the shop. They're like, wow, I want to see it, you know, catch it on fire, catch it on fire. So we do that and it'll cinch that far and then we'll just use regular sandpaper and sand it down to make it nice and smooth. This is amazing. It is,
0: it is so cool. So to... you,
2: you customize them because like say that, okay, if Sarah
1: came in, she would get a pink hat probably, or you would at least <laughs> some get pink, a, some sort of pink feather. I'm a, feather. a hat person and, I, and Sarah actually has worn my hats a few times and mm-hmm. she's kind of like, oh, I think I might mm-hmm. could be this person. Yeah. Um, but I actually got a hat in Montana or Wyoming and Jackson Hole on the square last time we were there, but it wasn't customized. I love the way that you are allowing them to put their initials, their feathers,
2: favorite fabrics. Do you have all that? Is that like part of the option? It is. Okay. Um, and the difference between y'all is you might be a seven and one eighth, and you know, the other one might be a seven and three eighths, a For seven sure. and five eighths. And so that's what's going to provide the true custom hat and the fit that will make it so comfortable that you don't even feel it on your head.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of hair. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Your head shape might be a long oval or round, and it makes all the difference.
1: Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Okay. So people come in, and how long does the process take? Like, say we showed up, we'd have to make an appointment. Mm
2: hmm. Uh, It's about an hour and 45 minutes. I've gotten to where I can shape about two in that time period. So it'll start as an open crown when you walk in. And you'll pick out your size and your color. I say you want it to be comfortable, uh, not too tight, not too loose. And then I always ask, oh, do you plan on riding a horse? Half the people laugh and they're like, no, not at all. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because that makes a difference on how tight you want it. And then we'll shape it. Uh, Most people, if you look at my Instagram, most people are just doing a teardrop flat brim um, with a pencil curl through the back. That's, I would say, my most popular shape. And then I have the Alice crown, which is that crisscross look, a Cattleman, which is a traditional Western. And then there's a fun pink hat with the heart shaped crown. But that's the good part about this is I'll kind of look at you, size you up and figure out what shape and style will be best for you. Well, what I was saying is a lot of
1: people, you know, they're like, oh no, I want it to ride horses. And then the other 85% are like, no, I need it for an Instagram photo shoot.
2: <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes.
1: Oh yeah. You see a lot of that. So how does a pop-up work? Like if you do these individual events and you you mentioned a pop-up, what, what is that experience like?
2: It depends on where it is. Uh, I was the artist in residence at Palmetto Bluff last August. So uh, we released different workshops and people came in and created them. Uh, on the spot with me, they got to sand the brims, round the edges, and then shape the hat and design it. Uh, so, those we offered a few different workshops like that. And then we just had office hours and you could come in and pick up a ready made hat and we would shape it and brand it for you uh if it's a large group we'll have the ready-made hats and then if it's a more intimate setting we'll shape and design on the spot that's
0: amazing it's so cool i
2: actually uh got to go back to the ranch that i worked on for the month of september and sell hats so i like the pop-ups it allows me to get out of this one horse town and (laughs) uh be on the road a little bit. Get out of that barn. Yeah. Get out of of the whole barn. The barn's beautiful though. I mean you can tell that you
1: really created an experience for people when they come because it I mean it feels like you're the only felt hat maker in Mississippi the way that it looks. Mm
2: Because she is I know (laughs) I know but it's the whole the whole song and dance. I love that. I knew the shop in Jackson that I worked in it was really small and had a tiny window kind of felt like a jail cell to me. And when I designed the upstairs, I knew that I wanted it to be open and inviting. I have a large window. You look out, you'll see some horses in the pasture on one side. And then I have a deck, and there's a pond on the other side. I love flowers, so I plant about 700 tulips every year. And during the spring, you'll see those blooming. It's a really a picture-perfect setup for a hat shop. That's
1: so amazing. Um, so I know that you've seen, you've been in some publications also, and had lots of opportunities to talk about this. Where all have you been published at this point?
2: Right now, uh, we started with the Clarion Ledger, which is the Mississippi newspaper. Uh, that was Thanksgiving of 21 so i was on the front page that was a good kickstart for me I mean, is that uh, like your Portion local paper, paper? <laughs> is that what it is
1: it's the jackson <laughs> mississippi jackson. okay
2: All right. yeah. yeah it's like, it'd be um, like the
1: tennessee okay
2: and then porch and prairie which is a great magazine they're the ones that produced that video on my website mississippi magazine uh, love delta magazine they picked me up pretty early on um old miss alumni magazine Fingers crossed that we're about to be in a few more, Ooh. so hopefully uh, that's going to happen pretty soon.
1: Good deal.
0: Say It Southern Podcast. Yeah. Happening now.
2: <laughs> Happening now, yeah. Have you ever done a podcast? This is my second podcast. <laughs> I'm not oh. very
1: good at them. No, you're <laughs> but, great uh, at it. I All it is is a chat.
2: It's just a yeah. little chat. Um, Uh, My sister helps me and she is the chatty one. So if she was in town right now, she would love to take over and talk to (laughs) y'all. She
0: tells your story.
2: (laughs) She tells my story and she tells it really well. I'm good at shaping and designing the hats and she's good at, uh, entertaining the customers when they're in the shop. She's your PR. Do you have a lot of your family? Do they work for you? Uh, they don't all receive paychecks, but they all uh, contribute. My mother, she is my go-to lady. She'll bring out fresh flowers when I need them, run errands, take stuff to the post office for me. My sweet father, he, uh, he's my little mechanic. And then my cousin, Laura, she's great. She d- runs my website, helps me with my Instagram, and uh, she really is my PR manager. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. How many employees do you have there? It's just three of us typically. I have another lady that helps me some. Um we're out here six days a week, so slinging hats. Yeah. Slinging slingin hats. hats. <laughs> <I> <laughs> slinging, peddling, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh. My well, well, we love the story. We I mean this
1: whole thing is just so fun and it's it's so neat that we at State Southern get to talk to people like you who just wanted to come back to the south and do it in our hometown and I mean it's really inspirational you know it is what's your favorite part about hat making
2: I enjoy getting to meet people Uh, I used to feel like I was I knew a lot of people I was connected uh, but now each day, someone new walks in, and after you're in here for an hour and 45 minutes, you leave as a friend, I really get to talk and know you and your story, and then we add that to your hat, and when you leave, it reflects you and your style. Uh, we have a lot of ladies that come in, and their husbands might be hunters, or they might be hunters, so we'll stick different feathers um, that they like in the hat, or some ladies bring in their little uh, lace from their wedding dress. We'll add that. Men will bring different patches or duck bands. We really don't say no. So if you can dream it, we'll shape it, design it, and you'll be happy with your ML provisions. Yeah, Yeah. we're coming. Yeah, how do we? Can you put us on that wait list? Yeah, we're coming. We're gonna. Y'all really need to. When you see the hats on Instagram, you just see the finished product. The cool part is coming in and watching it be made.
0: Mm, I love it. It's amazing. We love what you're doing. And
2: a lot of people claim to be custom hatters, but unless you're blocking it, sewing in a sweatband, shaping it, uh, you're not really a custom hatter. But your poser is inspired by the West, made in the South. And so that's exactly what the hats are.
0: All right. Well, how do we
2: get on your wait list?
0: What do people need to do?
2: So reach out through Instagram, shoot me a DM, or contact me on my website, and then we'll just get right back to you, send you a Google Doc, and fill out that info, and when it's your turn, uh, we'll send you a little Calendly link, and you'll book it through that.
1: My gosh, so you're, like, if we, if somebody wanted to book for the summer, if they're like, that's something I want to do, do you, I mean, are you, you say. okay, my gosh, <laughs> we're coming,
0: I love it. Well, Mary Landry, before you go, we want to do a popcorn round with you. If you're down, I'm down,
1: down to Uh, clown
0: Down to clown.
2: Hey, no trick questions.
0: No trick questions. Promise. All right. How many hats do you own personally?
2: I own, I own a few. There's three hats that I will not sell. They're my personal hats. One is the first hat I made for myself under my own brand. Um, it has a square nail from the barn that I make the hats in. It has a turkey spur from a turkey I killed in Hawaii. Um, and then my sweet dad drew a little stick figure on the back, like he's always done on different notes that he's left us. Um, and then I have like a Western shape and then a flat brim, depending on where I'm going is what I'm going to wear. But my sister, on the other hand, she has about 15 hats. Oh, any <laughs> <laughs> wall of hat. She's, uh, she's loud, not go- going. So I put her in all the bright, fun colors. She's out of the shop a lot more than I am. So people will say, oh my gosh, where did you get that pink hat? And it's walking free advertisement. She sends yep. them right on. Moving billboard. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. That's been the good part about this business is I haven't had to pay for any marketing uh, that when someone sees a hat, they're like, oh, where'd you get that? that's how we work.
1: It's crazy. Um, Speaking of influences from the South, what Southern city would you say when you're able to get out of the barn is your favorite?
2: Well, that's a tough one. (laughs) I try to see good in every spot. I really love Crystal Springs. Um, Now, it's not anywhere you need to come spend four days if you're not from here. But we enjoy going to Ocean Springs, Uh, New Orleans, Birmingham, if I'm leaving, if I'm not in the barn, I'm probably going to be somewhere doing an outdoor activity. Yeah, that's my dream vacation.
0: Well, where, um, if I'm going to go out west, where do you recommend first timers, let's say, that are going to go do a western experience? Where would you send them?
2: I always tell people to fly into Jackson Hole, Experience Jackson, uh, Grand Teton, spend a few days there, and then work your way into Yellowstone. Uh, stay at Sage Lodge in Livingston, and then a few days in Bozeman, Big Sky, and fly out. A lot of people make the mistake of just going to one, to Jackson or to Bozeman, and not knocking out both in the same trip. In the winter, that's difficult, but in the summer, you should definitely do both. You're both good to know
1: yeah it was the trip of our life we loved mm-hmm. it
2: I loved it loved
1: it um okay let me ask you this last kind of roundup. what does it mean to you to be from the south?
2: It's just who I am I tried not run I didn't try to run away from it but Mississippi in particular um, if I didn't leave I would have never had this deep appreciation like I do now I'm proud to be from the south. I'm proud to be from Mississippi and especially Crystal Springs. Uh, I grew up, simple way of life, loved it. Um, two loving parents and being here in the way we were raised, uh, you don't really get that outside of the South, I feel like.
1: Okay, okay. true.
2: Yeah. Well, it makes
0: me proud to be from the South That's too. Right. <laughs>
2: Love it. Like knowing your teachers on a personal level, seeing your friends, at the grocery store knowing what's going on mm-hmm.
1: it is small the way town, we live
2: small town living in the south well Mary Landrum, thank you so
1: much for being on the podcast today i know everyone will love this and will book their appointment yeah, and we will book ours as yeah, well that's right we're, <laughs> we're taking a girl's trip
2: well thank y'all for having me it's been fun talking with y'all and i love the podcast and i'm so excited to be featured
1: Yay. Thanks. thanks for doing it all right talk to you soon Bye. Bye. Well, this was right up my alley. Yes. For multiple this reasons. This your name
0: all over it.
1: Multiple reasons. One being I married someone from Crystal Springs. Mm-hmm. And two being I love a hat. Yeah. I love a hat. You look good in a hat. Well, you know, it is one of those things that I feel like I have a really big head and a lot of (laughs) hair. You do not have have a a big head. You do have a lot of hair. I have a lot of hair. And so finding a hat that looks good and it's kind of a process. (laughs) (laughs) Like Jason gave me one for Christmas a a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And I like it. I don't know if that's the one I would have picked. Yeah. So it is very personal. I was just going to say it is a very personal thing picking out a hat. When we went to the when we were in Wyoming and in Jackson Hole, which I loved, um, we went to this hat shop and we got to pick them. You know, we wore them to the rodeo. All my, all my boys got a Stetson, like a real Yellowstone yes. hat, rodeo, like a rip hat. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just thought it was cool that I got to pick out a really cool hat band. But yeah. this is next level.
0: <laughs> I loved her what she said about putting lace from your wedding dress. I know. And all the like little details and her dad stenciling something on there. I mean, that's incredible. I
1: know. So cute. It's more than a hat. <laughs> it is. It tells a story. Well, and then you're in that barn and you've got the whole experience of it. And what about her being the only
0: felt hat maker in Mississippi?
1: I mean, I don't even know what that means, but it's the only incredible. Only one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm like... Does Tennessee have one? Does Alabama have one? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't either. And if then they're sure not shooting beavers on the back of horses. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're
0: not. All right, let me tell this story real quick because this was off when we quit recording because I think this is in Zippy, which I'm assuming there's not much around in Crystal Springs. Uh, but what's the furthest somebody had ever traveled? Like, is it California? Is people coming from Canada? You know, what is it? Mm-hmm. And she told us the Netherlands... A group came. They were doing a five-week sabbatical sabbatical type thing. They were going to Nashville and Texas, being all country, Mm -hmm. looking at rodeos. Mm -hmm. Jack Daniels, I'm sure, was in there somewhere. I'm sure. You know, all the things that you think about when you think of country. Cowboys, Mm -hmm. all of it. So while they were in the United States, they found her online. They changed their itineraries to go to Crystal Springs, Mississippi, y'all. Yeah. To get a hat, to get one of her custom hats. And go through the process. Not Nashville, not Texas. Crystal Springs, Mississippi. I know. That is
1: it. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. I know. When she was like, she was hoping that she was going to make four a week. (laughs) Yeah. And now she's like. I mean, you can't even, the with the wait list, you got to get on the wait list. Mm-hmm. They did do anything. Yeah. So, Crystal Springs is like 20 minutes south of Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. Okay. So, that gives you a little bit of context mm-hmm. on if you go down to Jackson and then you, you know. Yeah. You could day trip it yeah. down to Crystal Springs and stay in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. Or keep going to the coast and go to Ocean yeah. Springs, like she said. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also she- can't get over the, the, 1840 year old finger press or whatever that thing was called.
1: I mean, 1840.
0: I mean, I'm picturing that thing on the back of a wagon.
1: You know, for like sure. Going... Was Tennessee even a state in 1840? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that it would have to be on the back of a wagon. Yeah, I mean, that's where my mind is going, like yeah. through, like out west, western. Goodness gracious, cowboys and Indians. I would tell you something though. I do feel like part of my soul is. In this world. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like love in the West or outdoors or...
0: Well, you know, your background and Mary Landrum's background seems very similar. Yeah. Hunting, being out in the country, yeah. fishing. I mean, I didn't necessarily do those things. But <laughs> you
1: were around it. But my, it and my, but your my people did. did. Yeah, my people yeah. did. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It, it is crazy. It's so inspirational. I can't imagine being in Jackson Hole living there for a while and then coming back and going, no, I'll do it in my hometown. Mm-hmm. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, yeah. And the whole barn, the whole
0: atmosphere, all of it,
1: all of it, all of it. I love it that she said her brother said, hey, you need to come back here. Daddy can't be doing this. <laughs> That's... My brother would yes. say that to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who you think you are on the side of a mountain in the Grand mm-hmm. Tetons. Uh-huh. Cooking but, bacon on the mountain, it, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Get your tail home, because your dad, dad's sweeping out a barn for you. He's got a blood and. pressure of 190 <laughs> over 190, and you need to get here. Working on this 1840 finger press. Or yes,
0: good grief. <laughs> come on home, come on home. You need some truth tellers in your life. Yeah, you do. It's a good family, family right there. Mm-hmm. I do that. I want to do it in the summer, and she mentioned that's a good time to do it, but... That's what you, you did that in the summer, right? Yes. Went- we
1: went COVID summer. Oh. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we did the opposite of what she said. We did Yellowstone first. We flew into Bozeman okay. and did Big Sky and Bozeman and then Yellowstone and then finished in Jackson. And did the Grand Tetons. hmm And it, I mean, I've been in the summer and the winter. Of course, Jason goes and hunts, hunts things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Grand... <laughs> things. things. I don't <laughs> even know. It's miserable in the winter. It's right. cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is bitter cold. Um, but in the summer, it's just, I mean, it's magical. I can't even, you know, and I know that we've talked about it on the podcast before, but we did really cool things, too. Like, she's talking about the town of Livingston and how... Um, it's just, it feels like a Western town. Like you're walking on a movie set, Yeah, you know? And then you go and you see these. Do you know how big a wolf is?
0: Well, I mean, I'm picturing like a dog. like a, No. Okay. <laughs> well, what I've seen at the zoo. I mean. A
1: wolf <laughs> is, and it's funny because we were just having this chat with my sisters last night on, like we have a sister chat. Mm-hmm. And she sent a picture and she said, you know, you know how you say, on this day I found out. Right, you know? yeah. She was like, did y'all know the size of a wolf? Here is a picture of an Alaskan husky next to a wolf. Mm-hmm. Okay. A wolf is a tiger oh. in size. So i got to show this to you for you okay. to get real context, okay?
0: I mean, I've seen the wolves at like the Memphis Zoo well, in the Green so, Teton area. <laughs> that, look, I mean, here. <gasps> Wait a second. Yes. That is.
1: I'm sure, it's y'all a wolf I'm, next
0: to a husky? Yes,
1: it's like four times its size. Yeah, it's the size. It's the size of a tiger, essentially. It. Yeah, I had no idea. Okay, well, I'm saying that to tell you that the wolves of Yellowstone are all the rage. Like, if you see a a, a bear, it's mm-hmm. pretty incredible. Yeah, A bison. They're bumping into your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A moose. See those in Jackson? Yeah, a moose. <laughs> you're like, oh my, it's amazing, and then some of the goats, but if you see a wolf, like people are there from all over the world to see these wolves. Really? Yes. I did not know unbelievable. all this. Believable. I'm like your sister. I know. The wolf people. And so the people come and they've got their like telescope lens and they're like up like on the top searching of their cars. For these wolves? And they've heard that they've migrated through this one valley. And so we just happened to be in this place. And we were like, what in the world? Why are all these cars? Yeah. We pulled over and Jason's like, they're the wolves. And I could see them running. And in your head, you think it's like a dog. Right. That's, I mean, yes. Until you see these masses moving, it's unbelievable. Now, I am not a wolf person. <laughs> I am not one of these people. Well, how cool you got to see them, though. But it was very cool. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what Yellowstone, that's what going out there is. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. The Grand Tetons and Jenny Lake is the prettiest thing I've ever seen in yeah, my life. Yeah,
0: I do want to do that.
1: Um, the hiking's great. We love to hike. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it just it was the perfect trip. And if you have three girls, they'll love it too. I mean, it is not just it's, that was my next no, question. I not. know your boys loved it. I know yes. how much they loved
0: it. I mean, I would hope my girls would love it. But, yes, I mean, just being outside. I mean, they love to be outside. And yeah, everything. But and I think they'd like they love horses and mm-hmm. Millie would love it. Yeah, so. You think they'd love it? Girls, good girl trip?
1: I do. I mean, I don't know about a girl's trip. <laughs> I don't know about a girl's trip. But yeah. I do, I mean, d- you could definitely go to Jackson and mm-hmm. do the Million Dollar Bar and the, you know, all the carriage rides and the rodeo and yeah, then go to Teton awesome. and take a you know, bike ride and mm-hmm. y- you'd love it. I mean, a ski town in the summer too is yes, fantastic. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, one more thing. So there's this place called Chico that is this, that's where we stayed in the covered wagon.
0: Well, that was my next question. Okay, okay, the covered wagon. Yeah, you did that. I yes. can't remember if that was you or if I, somebody else. Yes. That, that I knew who mm-hmm. stayed there. Okay, mm-hmm. tell me about tell me about that again.
1: So Chico is kind of close to Livingston, where she was talking about, but it's this community that was um, just an old Western community, and so it is their whole thing is hot springs. So this pool that was built in the 1900s, they still have that, and it's like piped by mineral water and underground hot water, the hot springs. So, at this Chico Resort, you have the opportunity to stay in a covered wagon. And it, it just, it was, a, it was a communal bathroom and all that, but they were nice. and yeah. I mean, it was...
0: That's what I want to do. I think awesome. if you're there, you got to stay in a wagon. It was <laughs> awesome.
1: And you know, I think it under canvas, too, has experiences where they'll put up jerks for you and get yeah. good she was talking about <laughs> um but we didn't do that but i, I mean my voice is still talking about it and there's a part of me now that like craves to go back like i'm like i need the west i'm yeah. ready yeah. you know don't say go visit. don't say i don't know i
0: jason would be I, right. I was gonna say he i would, could see you and jason he and would your boys, everybody mm-hmm. out there in wyoming mm-hmm. i know Please don't. No, you need to win the lottery. Well, this
1: was a really, really cool episode. Loved it. I'm
0: so glad we got to meet her and hear her story. Me too. Amazing. Maybe
1: you'll be seeing more of her. Mm. We need to go down and video and do the things of us making a hat. Yes. Let's do that. that. Bucket list.
0: Bucket list. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.